Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I'm your host, Carly, and I'll be your guide on this journey from consciousness to cluelessness and back around again. All month on the podcast, we have been talking about the animal rights movement. We've heard from amazing people within the movement. I talked about cognitive dissonance, that thing that allows us to love animals and still eat them. For this solo episode, I thought it would be helpful to talk about all those ways we're maybe supporting the animal agriculture industry without actually eating animals. So where are those other places that animal products are hiding? Here we go. This podcast is supported by Will's Vegan Store. Will's Vegan Store has been a vegan company at the front of vegan clothing and sustainable fashion since they launched in 2013 by their founder, Will Green. They produce the most beautiful, vegan, sustainably made shoes, clothing, and accessories. I have been obsessed with this brand for years now. They were one of the first vegan brands that I really made the switch to. It can be hard to thrift shoes, but I love knowing that if I'm going to purchase a pair of shoes from Will's Vegan Store, they are going to be ethically made, their workers are protected, they don't use plastic packaging, they're delivered in an environmentally friendly way. It's truly the most amazing company to support. So if you're ready to try them yourself, hit the link in the show notes so they know that I sent you. This podcast is supported by Who Gives a Crap. Who Gives a Crap is an eco-friendly toilet paper company that donates 50% of its profits to help ensure everyone has access to clean water and a toilet within our lifetime. Who Gives a Crap has donated almost 8 million U.S. dollars to nonprofit organizations who help provide clean water and toilets all over the world. Who Gives a Crap is delivered straight to your door with carbon neutral delivery. I love that it comes that way. I don't have to think about it. It's an automatic subscription, and I want you to try it. You can check out Who Gives a Crap and get $10 off your first order over $54 with the code CARLY10. That's C-A-R-L-Y-10, or check out the link in the show notes. So we talked on the podcast a lot about being vegan and being plant-based, the connection to the animal rights movement, all of that. We've really done a good job, I think, together in this podcast, in the series, and in episodes past about kind of talking through those things. We are going to discuss the idea of where are some of those animal products hiding? So maybe you're like, yeah, I'm on board. I'm going to eat less meat. I don't want to support those industries. I'm going to have less dairy and cheese, whatever it is that you're able to start at. But there are other lingering products that have animal byproducts, not just food. We'll talk a little bit about food. But it is so hard sometimes. You really have to read the labels and know what you're looking at. And that's not always easy because they're hidden behind other words or it feels like you have to be a scientist to read the label on something, which is usually not the best sign because that means it's pretty processed. But I digress. I just wanted to give you a few examples of some words that you might see in an ingredients list for food to start. 
that is actually still supporting the animal agriculture industry. So I'm not going to give you an extensive list because there's actually a really long list of different names for animal byproducts that are a way to kind of sneak it in there, I think, without people understanding what they're eating or consuming. And also, it's just words that we don't necessarily learn because they're not in our everyday vocabulary. So I'm not going to give you a whole list. There's going to be some great resources in the show notes, but I wanted to give you a few examples at least of words that you might see in food. So for example, you might be familiar with the word renin or rennet, R-E-N-N-I-N. It's an enzyme from calves' stomachs. It's used in cheese making, rennet custard, and in many coagulated dairy products. Hate the word coagulated. Um, Shark liver oil or sea turtle oil, you might see it as something else, but it's actually used in lubricating creams and lotions, unfortunately. Um, There is something called steric acid, which can be a plant origin, but it's often animal derived. So it's a fat from cows, pigs, and sheep. You can get steric acid from many vegetable fats, coconut, cocoa butter, or cacao butter, things like that. A lot of vitamins that you see in foods can be from animal products or bacteria cultures. Uh, Vitamin A can often come from fish liver oil, shark liver oil, a lot of oils from uh, sea creatures, really. So if you see that, it could actually be derived from an animal product. This is a big one that you've probably seen. Lactose, which is a milk sugar from the milk of animals. Um, It's often in baked goods and really weird, randomly processed foods have lactose in there. Uh, Lactic acid can be animal-derived. It's found in blood and muscle tissue or milk, beer, sauerkraut, pickles, and other food products that have a, um, a bacteria fermentation. You can also use plant milk sugars and synthetics, no big deal. So I could keep going on and on. You kind of get the idea, right? It's a lot. There's a lot of different things. So that is something to keep in mind if you have started to kind of be like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to have less meat, less cheese, less dairy, whatever it is for you, wherever you're starting in your journey. It's good as you continue on to keep educating yourself because as we've talked about, this food industry in at least the U.S., but often in other countries too, is on profit and is capitalistic and is not with health in mind. So learning some of those words that are on the labels is important. It's also really important to push for why things could be labeled vegan or not so you know and you don't have to become a scientist to read a label and know that there are animal byproducts or products in your food. So another sneaky place where a lot of animal byproducts are hiding is in our cosmetics and our lotions, anything really that is a bathroom kind of product, a health and beauty product, is often riddled with such random animal byproducts. So here's one we'll start with. Keratin, K-E-R-A-T-I-N, is actually a protein from ground up horns, hooves, feathers, quills, and hairs of various animals. It's in hair rinses, shampoos, and perms. Um, There are tons of alternatives for this. 
that are gentle and actually more helpful for your hair um, in the long run, but it's one that's often seen as like this boost in hair products and everything else, but it's really just ground up animal products and it's pretty gross. This is an interesting one I didn't learn about till later. Um, guanine or pearl essence, it's obtained from the scales of fish. So you can get lots of alternatives, but they are often used to um, show like, oh, this is a pearly shimmer or um, with real pearl essence, it's supposed to be good for your skin. You don't need that for your skin. And it's actually kind of a brutal process, actually, to get that. Here's another one you've probably seen a lot or recognize the name of glycerin. Um, glycerin is soap. A byproduct of soap manufacture is usually animal fat. It's in cosmetics. It's actually in foods. It's in mouthwashes, chewing gums, toothpaste, soaps, ointments, medicines, lubricants, transmission, brake fluid, and plastics. Um, there's tons of vegetable-based alternatives. So I would look out for that if you're starting to kind of translate into the products you use. Glycerin is a huge, easy one to tell you to kind of stay away. Gelatin. Here's another really good one. Could talk about that when we were talking about food too, right? So gelatin or gel is a protein obtained by boiling skin, tendons, ligaments, and or bones in water from cows and pigs. It's in shampoos, face masks, cosmetics. It's often a thickener in like puddings and jello, candies, marshmallows, anything like that has to keep that texture. Um, it's in a lot of coatings of vitamins. There are tons of alternatives to gelatin these days. And it's, again, just a really gross process. Uh, and you don't need to use it. Here's a big one used as a marketing ploy in the cosmetics world collagen. Collagen is a fibrous protein in vertebrates. It's usually derived from animal tissue. There's actually not as much science to suggest that it is as good for you to have collagen from other animals as it is from our own, like from our own bodies and own production. So it might not even be as good for you as it is touted to be. But it's another one that has a really brutal process to actually getting this product to put into lotions, whatever it is. Um, so that's another one to look out for. There are so many that are obviously like really blatant. Like sometimes it says bone char or bone meal or blood or boar bristles. Like, I mean, there are things like that that come up that you're like, yeah, I don't think that's vegan. It might be more obvious, but I hope to not make you nervous, to not overwhelm you, because remember, as we're learning about these things, it's not a perfect system. It is not a overnight switch. You're going to become an expert and that's it. It's just going to take time and that is part of it. We all screw up, even people who have been vegan for a long time. It's just kind of part of the process. Um, so I just wanted to take a pause there and remind you, if you're still listening, that it's okay if there are things in your home right now that contain these products. If maybe this is new information, you're learning and that's okay. If this is something that you're interested in kind of taking a pause and learning more on, maybe you just start to look moving forward. It doesn't mean you have to throw out everything 
use up what you have if it works for you, and just kind of keep an eye out and maybe start to learn a little bit more about where some of these other byproducts from the animal agriculture industry are hiding. It's not just the food we eat, even though that would make it nice and easy if it were. So why does this matter? Why does it matter to talk about not just being vegan and the animal agriculture industry and itself, but these other products? So it might seem like, oh, this is a separate separate industry. It's its own thing for like cosmetics, let's say. But actually, these different parts of animals and these different ways of um, using their byproducts is actually stemming from animal agriculture. So as we continue to use these products that have all this animal stuff in them, we're actually continuing to support animal agriculture because they are byproducts. They are like the leftovers of the industry and they are a huge contribution into why it is such a huge machine, right? Animal agriculture is as big as it is for a whole host of reasons, but part of it is because it is lucrative. There are so many things for animal agriculture to use, to gain from at the expense of pain and torture of animals and their workers and all the other things we've talked about. But I want to make that point really clear that these aren't separate issues. They really are all stemming from this huge animal agriculture industry that operates throughout much of our world at this point. So if we want our clothing, our beauty products, our cleaning products, our home goods, there are so many random things that we didn't even get into in this episode that I could go down a rabbit hole of, but there are things used in construction and painting and road making all over the place that actually contain animal byproducts. So how do we make that part of it stop? Again, it all stems from that animal agriculture. So if we stop supporting animal agriculture, we are actually helping to stop all of these uses of the quote-unquote leftovers of the meat industry in creating these products that actually just aren't that good for us either way. So if this was helpful for you, let me know. If you need help and you're like, yeah, I'm ready, but I'm super overwhelmed, that is why I love working as a conscious living coach because I want to help people get on the journey without feeling that overwhelmed because sometimes it's just really hard to start or you learn about all these other things you didn't know and you feel a little stunted. So again, this episode is to help you grow, to help you learn, not to shame you. And if you need help, I'm always here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. If that's somewhere like Apple Podcasts, leave a review and you could be read on air as the review of the week. Looking for more podcast content, yoga videos, meditations, and all-around amazing community? Head over to patreon.com slash consciouslycarly and check out what's going on. And finally, if you are ready to make changes in your life but don't really know where to begin, let's work together. Head over to consciouslycarly.com and we can start the process and get you happy. Until next time.